Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Gavin, and today I am taking over the music arc feed one last time, or maybe more, maybe more, we don't know. But um, I, I'm bringing it back a little show that, that, that I like to call What I Learned From, and a uh, very special guest today, uh, all the way from Sumter, South Carolina. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Uh, no, Noah. Yeah, no, okay. No, Noah Blanchard. Hey, Noah, how you doing? Happy, happy to be here. Great happy, to have you. Happy, yeah. Uh, this is uh, obviously the the Arc of E Network, uh, which you're listening to. I uh, just want to throw a you know throw a little monkey in the wrench, you know, switch it up a little bit. It's my own show, my own intro. If you don't like it, oh well. If, uh, if Noah doesn't like it, he'll definitely uh, change it, put a new spin on it, come in with a little Ford, a little Mark uh, Maron style. I'm trying to hold back. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Throw a little monkey in the wrench. Huh. And good evening, people. Do they have to listen to it at night? No. That's why it's your intro. I love you. When I say good evening, I'm. Totally I was going to try and do a, like a character the whole episode where I'm like really nervous as if this is my first, like first time ever being a guest and I don't know how to handle it because yeah. I'm not in control. It's just like shakingly reading the lyrics and the jokes that you made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can still do that. That's okay. Cool. I'll think about it. Or you can go back to your southern voice. That doesn't really fit for today's topic. Yeah. What is today's topic, Gavin? Well, br- uh, Noah, I was going to call you brother, but uh, yeah, no, today's topic brother. is what I learned from 2000s pop music. Okay. Now, there might be a little bit of discord here. There might be some people who listen to this and say, wait a minute, this isn't pop music. But uh, I mean, if it was on the radio, if it was a top 10 hit, it's pop music. It's popular at the time. Well, what I'm going to argue is that the 2000s is one of the more interesting times for pop music. Yes. Because you got a lot of different things going on. And I, I tried to have my list reflect that. Yeah. I also want to say from the top as a disclaimer, as we have with all of these episodes, these are not the best songs of the decade. These are not even necessarily in all cases my favorite songs. These are songs that are fun to talk about and play with the lyrics of. Yes. So that I just I'd li- I like to say that up front before we get a bunch of like what the fuck? Like, yeah. why is this on your list? Or why is this not on your list? Yeah, I think you should definitely put in the episode description that this is by no means definitive at all. Absolutely so we not. could totally come back and do another, like, nine, uh, 2000s pop females or boy bands or... Yeah, I think we they could still get existed. specific. But uh, for people that may have not listened already, this is carrying over because we had, like, a little run going, right? Yeah. We had... It started with country music. No specific decade, but then we did 70s funk, 80s Britpop, and then 90s alternative. And so we, we thought, why not go ahead and do something in the 2000s? So I had a list for this like a while back. Oh, really? Some of those choices still stuck around, but uh, I've played around with it a little bit. So Yeah, because this is the fifth show, right? Yes. So I really think we could probably get one more and just do like, 2010 to today whatever you want what i learned from what i've learned from the past eight years of music or something like that that way you can throw anything but in keeping you, with the theme i mean you should definitely pick a genre i feel like a specific genre um what i learned from we can 2010s debate. the bands <laughs> okay we can definitely play with that and people can let us know we also talked about possibly doing an artist specific one yes that could be interesting that would be pretty fun what i learned from prince what i learned from michael jackson from yeah you'd have a lot of crossover but i think you could pull different things from each song i think that's where the fun would be yeah. like what did you learn from you know i want to be your lover and not like you know or what did you learn from purple rain or smooth criminal for that matter okay 
So, you want to go ahead and start us off with number 10? Oh, I got to start? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Gavin, the uh, the number 10 thing that I learned from 2000s pop is that you can't rush the stroke if you want to get a sexual eruption or a sensual seduction, as it's probably more popularly known. This, of course, from the incredible, the indelible Snoop D-O-double-G off the album Ego Trippin' from 2008. Just snuck in there under the wire because our cutoff was 2009, correct? Yes. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Yes, again, sensual seduction is how most people will know this. Huge radio hit, uh, I believe, like the first big time that Snoop maybe delved into auto-tune. Some people love slash hate that. Uh, I, I really like this song. I'm going to have to go listen to it. But I don't... the unedited version, um, uh, Veronica, my lovely girlfriend, who's a huge fan of, you know, sensual seduction, she doesn't go in for the sexual eruption. She's not, she's like, hey, yeah, I like the clean version in this one particular case. And I, I'm kind of hard pressed to disagree with her. Also, awesome video, very like 70s black exploitation slash disco inspired. It's really, really fun. But yeah, that that's, that's the number 10 thing I learned. You can't rush the stroke. And uh, yeah. That's, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. I, I don't. I probably know the song you're talking about. Sensual seduction. I'm gonna seduction. have to. I was. I mean, I was all over Snoop Dogg when like dropping. We don't go song. out to the mall. We don't go out to eat. All that we ever do is play in the sheets, smoke us a cigarette, and go back to sleep. Oh my god. Cause we done got us. See, I don't know where I want to go with it. I'm gonna play the Queen version probably. Here. Okay. Everybody knows sensual seduction. Not as maybe, familiar maybe with sexual erection. What, what? Maybe I do know this. I'm trying to... This, you definitely know this I song. probably do. I'm gonna take my time. She gonna get hers before I... I'm gonna take it slow. I'm not gonna rush the stroke. So she can get a sensual seduction. So I can get a sensual seduction. So we can get a sensual seduction Sensual seduction She might be with him But she's thinking about me, me, me We don't go to the mall We don't go out to eat, eat, eat All that we ever do is play in the sheets Um, unlike our most recent series, uh, when the sun sets east, we're not playing these live in the room for each other. Yeah, we're just we're just talking through. The listen, yeah, that's the fun part. Is because I we record this and then I hear yeah, it. and we also I don't have to chop out the giant chunks of us just sitting here. Yeah, which is fun. So okay. I'm just gonna send this well, to no, Nate. As I would say you don't cut it out. Nate does it. Right. Exactly. He'll trim this down. So yeah. any of the shitty banter, it'll just go right out the window. Hey, Nate, love to hear your thoughts on all this music. Um, oh, I'm sure he's going to be like, oh, God, I have to edit this. Dude, yeah. 2000s pop. Well, Nate's going to be, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for Nate now. I do not have uh, Get Low or um, Never Scared or 21 Questions on my list. Okay. And those three songs, Nate 
Buddy and Dustin and I could not get away from Spring Break 03. Okay. Just any car you got into. Da -da -dum -dum -dum. I'm like, ah, here it is again. Da -da -dum -dum. I hated that song for like 10 years. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't until like 2014. I was like, this is a good one. I can I can listen to it again. Well, and this is the start of my, my narrative. The Snoop pick it is hip hop firmly gaining a foothold oh, yeah. into the mainstream throughout the 2000s. And it really starts with another band that's going to be much higher on my list. But we'll we'll get to that when yeah. we get to it, or you'll get to it sooner. Okay. I, I think we might have some crossover, but hit me with your number 10. The number 10 thing I learned from 2000s pop is that um, everything that shine ain't always going to be gold, but, but I'll be fine when I get it, Noah. You know why? Because I'm in the pursuit of happiness. Okay. That's why. Okay. 2009's uh, oh, right on the cusp. Man, yeah, right barely. A lot, I got a little bit that's like the last half of the decade. Uh, man, moon, end of the day, Kid Cuddy. Crush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit, feeling lit, feeling like 2 a.m. summer night. I don't care, hand on the wheel, driving drunk, I'm doing my thing. Rolling the mid beside and now, living my life, getting out dreams. People told me, slow my road, I'm screaming out, fuck that. I'ma do just what I want, looking ahead, no turning back. If I fall, if I die, know I lived it to the fullest. If I fall, if I die, know I lived and miss some bullets. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know. Shine ain't always gonna be gold, hey. I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know everything will shine ain't always gonna be gold, hey. I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. That's somebody. I actually, matter of fact, if I get to choose what we're going to do next, I say we just go back and listen to all of his albums because I think they're fucking great. If that's what you want to do, man. We'll figure it out. It's I your call. I it's your series. I we'll maybe leave it up to the, the audience. We'll see. Okay. But yeah, number 10 thing I learned. Okay. Yeah. All so right. go ahead and hit me with your number nine. What? That's it? That's all we got to say about it? Well, I mean, I was going to put day and night <laughs> on there, but I feel like, because I feel like that was more of the, um, the radio friendly hit because I just heard day and night over and over and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then I don't know if Pursuit of Happiness is on a trailer or if somebody played it somewhere, but I was like, what the hell? You might have even told me about it before anybody else. Possibly. And, and of course, like, it's featuring MGMT. Yes. Who I, they were like an honorable mention for me on this me list because of course, Oracular Spectacular had yes. basically like three big singles off of it. So mm -hmm. anyways. Um, Which were like the first four songs. So yeah. what does that tell you? Anyways, but we, we can get to honorable mentions later. Yeah. But, okay. Nice pack, nice pack. Okay, so that's that's me for my number nine. Yeah. Okay. I learned that uh, love uh, can be very, very fucking persistent, okay? Okay. Sometimes it can even be inescapable, especially if the love you're referring to is coming from one Mr. Enrique Iglesias with the smash single Escape from 2001's Escape. I also learned that I think this guy could probably break glass with his voice because that high note that he hits in yes. the back half of the song, which we'll definitely play right now. All it takes is some
you either go for that or you don't. But another another narrative for the 2000s, we started the Latin Revolution in the late 90s. Yes. And we've got a little bit of carryover. And you and I have talked about it before, but I think inarguably of the big three, he, he's clearly the best. He had the oh, best maybe singles. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> he had the best singles. He's had the longest running career since of like still being relevant, not necessarily in in American eyes. Like oh, I, no. he has the occasional like single that breaks through on the radio here, but he's an international superstar. And I think that gets like forgotten that like while, while we, some people probably think, oh, he's like a five hit wonder. If that's a thing, that's definitely a thing. That's yeah. a show. Yeah. Anyways. Speaking of five hit wonders, that is my number five. <laughs> escape. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can learn you. Yeah, well, you can yeah, run. Go ahead. I learned you can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love, which before like, I don't know, 2016 was okay to say. And now it's like, dude, you're being a real stalker Texas yes. Ranger, aren't you? <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, do you yeah, think it has anything to do with his dad though? Like, do you think that like the reason why he's so big is because like he's, he's either like constantly working to be like, I'm better than the old man or. I mean, but he does say, you know, if you feel like leaving, I'm not going to make you stay. That's true. But soon you'll be fine and you can run, you can hide, you can't escape my love. Not necessarily me, but just like the thought of me and what we had together. Mm-hmm. It's eventually going to catch up to you, okay? And yeah. then you're going to come crawling back to yeah. me. That's the, you're that's the put subtle that undertone. Down. You're going to realize but, I'm, the, I'm the more important one in the relationship. <laughs> you're going to come crawling back to me, Anna Kornikova. Yeah. yeah. Is she in this video? She is. Okay, She's it the is chick- that video. Yeah. That, dude, I remember this on Making the Video. Do you remember that show yes. on MTV? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I think the reason I like this one, too, is because it reminds me a lot of one of my favorite Tom Petty song, which is You Got Lucky. So he's kind of like saying, hey, you know, I'm not going to make you stay, but uh, you, know, you got lucky, babe, when I found you. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's my number nine. You're number seven. So let's go. No, back. no, my number five. Excuse me. You're number five. Yeah. So um, we'll just move right on. Okay. So back to you for your number nine. Yes. So the number nine thing that I learned from 2000s pop is you must have me confused with some other guy. Bridges will burn. Now it's your turn <laughs> to cry. You must have me confused with some other guy. Not like them, baby. The bridges will burn. Crimey River, 2002, off of the first Timberlake album, Justified. Justified. Which had a ton of hits, but I think people forget Correct about- Correct me if I'm wrong. The, uh, the FX 
drama action series was in fact based on this album, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Elmore yes. Leonard was inspired so much by JT mm-hmm. that he wrote an entire book series. Yes. Based off of this one album. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they made a TV show yes. with that's, Mr. Olafantastic. That's how he funded uh, Future Sex Love Sounds. That's that's all from that deal. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Interesting fun fact. Timberlake's real name yeah. is actually Raylan Gibbons. Like Look that's that's Justin Timberlake's legal name is Raylan Gibbons. I don't know what like I don't <laughs> know what anybody's thinking right now. Yeah, I think this album gets kind of falls by the wayside because not too much longer you have Future Sex Love Sounds, which is like it's almost kind of like everybody who was like growing up with him and in sync. They got to that age where it's like this is all right. I can get this. They're guys kind of around my age. He's mm-hmm. grown and sexy stuff kind of going on. Uh, you know why? Yeah, well, let's go with it. So I, uh, but I always go back to that one because I just remember it felt like every, every big one I remembered, I was just, I was like finding a new album again with that. Cause yeah. you're like, oh wait, all these awesome ones are on here, but I forgot about them completely because Future Sex Love sounds so, so good. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say more myself, but it's just such a perfect segue to my number eight. Go so for it. If I may. Go for it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was crying a river mm-hmm. about, uh, one miss britney spears i mean in the video he was yeah <laughs> and, that's creepy though he did sneak into her house and videotape stuff is it is it because yeah that it's a little creepy and timberland was like oh the damage is done so i guess i believe oh, we'll talk about timberland a little bit later i okay? hope so because i didn't put him on my list and i hope you picked the song i'm thinking of Are you, you're pro- probably not okay it's probably a different one all right anyways but i think he was crying because oops she did it again <laughs> did she yes possibly Okay. Did she play with his heart? The the thing I learned from this song. She got lost in the game. She is so non-committal yeah. that she won't even go in for a guy who brings her the heart of the ocean. Literally, the fictional necklace from Titanic. This guy goes down to the bottom of the ocean, yes. finds it, and she she's like, Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> There's something I want you to have. Oh, it's beautiful. But wait a minute, isn't this? Yeah, yes it is. But I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean in the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oops, I... That little interlude, like acting scene, of course, is replicated in the video. It's just like, what, what? But, and it's like Titanic's like, what, five years removed at that point? But it shows you the cultural penetration of that movie. Yeah. Like, we're still talking about it. Wasn't he in like a moon outfit too? Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, he's like, I went all the way to the bottom of the ocean and got this for you. And yeah, she still won't take him back. Did this was I I could have done, you may also remember at this point, she is not a girl, Gavin. She's also not yet a woman. woman. Okay. Yeah. So she's she hasn't changed her head at this point. Complicated time. By the way, if complicated is on your list, no, we should end this show right now. No, it is not. Okay. Thank you very much. No. Uh, it's Skater Boy. Yeah. <laughs> of the uh, you know of this era again, this is the 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 boy band and the what do we call the girls? What did we call them at the time? I don't know. The pop princesses. I, I guess. guess. Yeah. It's that, again, continuing on into the early 2000s. She's figuring herself out. Eventually, we're going to get to stuff like 
I'm a slave for you and toxic, like super duper sexualizing in your face, which a lot of this already is. But I just remember us as kids, like of the big, do we want to say the big three? I mean, it's really her and Christina against each other. And then I feel like the next tier down, you had your Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson, uh, throw somebody else at me. Um, I don't know. And you had a couple of like girl groups. Of course, yeah. Spice Girls, I guess, predates all of this. Yeah, I think really. they kick it off, honestly. Yeah. Unless you want to call like In Vogue again, or not, Salt and Pepper. Like, it's, that's more hip hop flavor. But I mean, it still is girl centric, like girl power. Yeah. Groups. But anyways, I just remember like we were always, I think, bigger fans of her, even though I think inarguably christina has the better voice yeah of course yes but it's like pepsi and coke but the singles like britney had the singles for days so mm -hmm. and this is like firmly ingrained in like that era when we were i mean i would have been like nine right now we're still watching trl what is this what year is this this is 2000 oh yeah straight been... up oops i did it again is the is the album yep, yeah 12 yeah i'm prime I'm, I'm i'm a prime demographic at that point absolutely just crazy uh so back yeah that's uh, Britney Spears with yeah. the, the immortal classic, Oops, I Did It. Yeah. Your number eight? Um, I, I didn't write this down, so I just need two seconds and I'll be able oh, to what tell What the you. hell, man? Hey. You had so much prep time. It's my show. What, what do you, you want me? It is me? your show. Nate can it's just true. cut this out if he wants. It's fine. <laughs> just That's just what we're always relying on now that we have a producer. Just, hey, Nate, you can just cut this out. It's okay, brother. Just making more work for him. I'll probably trim some of this. Okay, good. Come on, brother. <clears throat> no, I learned the, the number seven, or sorry, my number eight thing that I learned from, from 90s, or sorry, 2000s pop is that it <laughs> just takes a little bit of this, a little bit of that, started with a kiss, now we're up to that. A little bit of laughs, a little bit of pain. I'm telling you, it's all in the game of love. It's the only Santana song that I remember from the 2000s. Everybody puts smooth on their if list. If I'm not, is it... Strictly a Santana song, or is it Michelle Branch? No, it's featuring on Santana. It's, it's on. It's on Shaman. It's on Santana's 2002 album. Okay. Yeah, it's featuring uh, Michelle Branch. Yeah. Do you know who wrote this song? Kobe Kelly. Greg Alexander from the New Radicals. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. He won a Grammy for this song, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Or was at least nominated. But yeah, this was like probably his first big hit once he had moved into producing and just strictly writing for other people. I mean, how are you going to follow up Supernatural? I feel like it's kind of like that was just, that was the the biggest he's ever been, the biggest he'll ever be. You I know? mean, yeah, but this was, this was a huge hit. Yeah, this was big. And then um, there was one more after this. this. There was one with Chad Kroger called Into the Night that was big. Nah, that's the, not the one I'm thinking of. It was a guy who was a front man for like a... You're not talking about Turn Your Lights On with Everlast, are you? No, I don't know. It's not coming to me. We'll look it up after this. Okay. But yeah, no, nice pull. I do love this song. I know, it's catchy. I always I, listen to it. I didn't think of it, but yeah. If I'm, I'm putting the 30 second spin on it, I'm doing the part where the guys in the background go, make me feel good. Like that's just... Dude, that's, that's Greg Alexander right there. I'm that just, is? I'm not saying that's him singing. I'm uh, saying like that's... You can tell that that's like a song that he, he arranged and produced and wrote and everything. Hmm. It just makes sense when you think about it. <laughs>
my number seven. Uh, we were we were right on track to keep this going, but we do the back and forth, so it's whatever. Um, I learned that the boys of NSYNC, Gavin, they are some fickle motherfuckers. Really? They're, they're saying bye-bye-bye to this girl who, from from all I gather, she wasn't there for her, or, ugh, God damn it, she was not there for him or them, like, one time. It's like, oh, you didn't answer my text. Like, fuck you for the rest of the song. I cannot find any evidence in the lyrics of what else she did. There's, I don't want to be your fool in this game for two, but it's like, what, what game? What game are we talking about? All you said was, you loved her endlessly, but you weren't there for me, okay? But then later in the song, I don't want to be the reason for your love. It's like, so you are in love with me, but you fucked up this one time. Bye, bye, bye. No, I'm sure Lou Perman fucked up multiple times. Well, that's what that whole song's about. That's what I was going to say. That's the other side of this is it's just about their feelings on the Lou Perlman situation. But I, I don't know. I read that all over Genius Lyrics. It was like, could be about this or it's about this. And I was just like, it's just confusing pop song lyrics. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's aimed at, you know, it's an angsty relationship song. But it's like, well, what, what did she do, man? What, like, what, what happened? I just want a little more info. And what year is that? That would be 2000 off the album No Strings Attached. It's so crazy that like within two years, he's got Justified out and then there's just nothing, nothing from them anymore. They're also like incredibly confident and insistent that regardless of what other guys you may meet, it's going to be May. It's going to be May. It's always going to be May. But you know what, Noah? What's that? The truth remains you're gone. You remember that? Like gone? No. There's a thousand words that I could say to make you come home. No. Oh, dude, you got. I love Gone. Black and white video. Okay. I drive myself crazy thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, your number seven? Yeah, number seven thing I learned from pop music is um, <clears throat> I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line of the song. Sugar, we're going down. Oh, Swing. Great. from under the cork tree so many hits not as good as an evening out with your girlfriend but still pretty good i mean there are a lot of good you know dance dance um well that's pretty much the only little one i remember (laughs) oh no uh what is it the uh you can't remember the rest of them because the titles are too fucking long yeah go ahead sophomore slump or comeback year um god i can't there's there's tons. I feel like they started the, um, oh, man, now I'm thinking about it. A band I completely did not put on my list. What's that? Panic at the Disco. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so many great hits from Panic at the Disco. Um, 
but yeah, no, I it's, I feel like this was everywhere. It was in the, uh, the House of Wax. It was on the radio. And it is, to me, their most pop single. They have Definitely they, a, a breakthrough single for them. I'm not going to argue with you there. I think it still qualifies as pop. It was yeah. all over pop radio. Mm-hmm. There's no screaming on it. Like, Pete Wentz doesn't scream, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Any more thoughts? Um, I don't know where they stand with some people. I mean, I was definitely in the My Chemical Romance AFI camp. I really wasn't in the Fall Out Boy camp per se. Or I guess maybe it, I was in, if I had to choose between two, I would have gone Fall Out Boy over Taking Back Sunday. But I just, I don't know, I feel like they've, they kind of evolved. And almost like, I could argue they were probably like the green day of our generation. Because people are like, okay, we get it, you know. We got it. You're going to save rock and roll. Cool. Who cares? You know, because that album, like they did a, they did a Daft Punk with it, that album. They shot a video for every song. And it's a giant movie when you play them all together as one. It's actually pretty dope. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I always enjoy when, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a few that I've, you know, I won't skip whenever they show up on my randomly, you know, my random select, my shuffle on my iPod. But um, it's always going to hold a special place. I mean, that, that, that like niche area of like 2005 to 2007, eight ish, it's all alternative emo, but. This was one that just kind of punched through and people are like, wait, what's this? And then, of course, everybody knows about it. And you're like, well, not going to be a fan anymore. Never saw them live. Would always love to. Never saw them live. I've heard they're terrible live. They probably are. I've just, yeah. Okay. Can we move on? Yeah. All right, Kevin. So the number six thing that I learned from 2000s pop is that we, we should all aspire to be a Prince Charming. You know, we should all aspire to be lovely because... Underneath it all, Gavin, that's all that really matters. Underneath it all. Bye. No doubt. That's you it. want a that's real Prince Charming like the ear from the fire. You were always burning every time you're around. My body keeps calling for your love, your kisses, and your sweet romance. I like hella good. You gonna but finish it? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't finish it. They didn't also. make your list? Um, I have a love-hate relationship with No Doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. You love... Their early stuff, and you hate everything post two thousand three. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like once they covered "It's My Life," everybody showed up. I'm like, oh, no doubt. It's like they've been around for a minute, man. Yeah. Mm, I really like uh, "Hella this Good." Two thousand one, of course. Yeah. Rocksteady, I believe, is the album. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. And I think that's the last, right? That's the last one they put out, and then they had the greatest hits with, and they they covered "It's My Life" for the greatest hits, but then. Towards the end of the decade, she's on her own. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken. She's going bananas and shit. Right? Yeah. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. Because she. Uh, not on my list. No, me, <laughs> mine either. Um, yeah, because she, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Davey Havoc and the rest of those guys are like putting together a group if they haven't already. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, Davey Havoc's going to be the lead singer of No Doubt. And I was like, what? And I don't know if that's ever come to fruition or not, but that was a story I read a long time ago. But no, it's a solid hit. I, I I mean, I like the song. I forget about it, but because I, I don't know, I just, I, like I said, I love Hella Good. That just that breakdown, that'd be the, the guitar part. That'd be the 30 seconds of, of that one that I, I love. I got you. So, yeah. And yeah, the guest verse on this one would, of course, be my favorite section. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what we'll play. So many moons that we have seen back next to me. I've seen my through and underneath. Through and underneath, and you make me better. 
sixth thing I learned from 2000s pop is that this love has taken a toll on me. She said goodbye too many times before and her heart is breaking in front of me, but I have no choice because I won't say goodbye anymore. I just, I can't do it. It just, uh, Jane has just, she's, you know, she's, she's taken it all out on Adam and he, he just can't do anything about it. So much so that he had to write an entire album about Jane. This is 2000 and. Boom. 2002's Songs About Jane. The uh, title is This Love. Everybody probably knows it. Harder to Breathe, Shiver. Um, just, you know, the first Maroon 5 album. We've talked about them before. But, yes, uh, we have. This is probably my favorite one of theirs from, from the 2000s. I know they have a couple hits later on. Um, makes me wonder and a couple other ones. But it's definitely, this was just, I bought this one as, you know, I bought this one I think the same time I bought the first My Chemical Romance album. And I just... Played it all the time in my car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> any any more thoughts about the song itself? Oh, it's yeah. it's got a I don't know, videos. I just kinda... we said we were gonna make an effort to actually go back to the roots of the show, just trying to bring out actual lessons. It was very easy to do with country music. Yeah, but, it was. Um, I mean, and I realize song... that we're just coming off of one that I didn't elaborate on at all. Yeah. But I'm still gonna put you in the hot seat because uh, yeah, it's you your can. show. It is. Um. Well, the video, I mean, if you if you keep the song in the context of the video of like these two lovers that are just like, you know, they're going back and forth. They're just having this, this and it's the idea that, well, most love songs are like, oh, it's so sweet. It's so great. But it's like, this one's like, eh, this one's just taking its fucking toll on me, man. Like I'm doing everything I can. And, you know, it's like the first, I mean, the, you know, I was so high, I didn't recognize the fire burning in her eyes. The chaos I controlled my mind. I whispered goodbye. She got on a plane never to return again, but she's always in my heart. Like I, you know. It's just a different kind of love song, but it, again, under the context of the video, it's just I don't know, it's kind of one of its own. I don't know. They always have this weird. I have this weird image of them as like their band. They have this like you know, too gorgeous to be you know in a band, but not gorgeous enough to be like his own person, lead singer, and and I don't know. I think everybody kind of approaches them differently than than I would, but I've just always kind of seen them as like I think are they from Vegas? They're not from Vegas, right? I, I have no idea. Me neither. The Killers Maybe, are from Vegas. That's right. The Killers that. are from Vegas. Yeah. But um, God, the Killers didn't make my list either. Jesus Christ. You really put a lot of thought into this one. Yeah, but they're... For sure. Well, no, but I just... <laughs> because they're not... I mean, the Killer... The killer. Everyone that didn't make my list is a U band. Is a U band. Like, you told me about them. I didn't think about them until you mentioned them to me. Okay. So, if anything, this is just telling you the mindset of teenage gavin i guess i don't know and we all like to get in touch with that every once in a while yeah not my teenage self but your own teenage <laughs> sure uh okay where where are we at where are your number five my number five and inject a little positivity uh i i could approach it many different ways but i just i, I learned that sometimes gavin you just gotta float on man 
You just gotta float on. get it in here yes controversial choice uh modest mouse my aforementioned favorite band of all time this is when they got big for a hot minute and this is the first one i ever heard from. got on the train yeah well i became aware of them just a few years prior to this coming out by way of you crime and punishment in suburbia yeah yeah you bought it on dvd so i was probably watching that 2001 2002 ish somewhere in there some 10 or 11, somewhere, yeah. And uh, the closing song at the end of the credits is uh, Trailer Trash by Modest Mouse. One of my favorite songs of all time. That was my introduction to them. I go out and I'm like, oh, let me get that album. They don't have that album. So I get uh, Moon Antarctica, which was released in the early 2000s, but didn't have any huge singles off of it. And then lo and behold, just you know, like a year later, boom, they're all over the radio all of a sudden. And I'm like, what? What? And yeah, it remains kind of an anomaly in as much as it's one of their more positive songs, Mm -hmm. just lyrically and tonally. And it's kind of an antidote to some of the downer aspects of some of their other output. So some fans kind of hate it just on the basis of like it being such a huge hit and being the thing that made them quote unquote mainstream. But just for a minute, you know, everybody kind of forgot about it shortly thereafter. So Dashboard came out. Uh Dashboard did reasonably well as a single, I remember but again, that on like alternative radio, yeah. it didn't have the crossover of a float on. Now, Miss the Boat on uh, We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank did, I believe, crack a little bit more into the like top 100 territory. I may be mistaken on that. But anyways, inarguably their biggest commercial hit, and I, I still love it regardless. And they seem to still like playing it, even with its kind of hit status, but... It's, yeah, it's just a great, like, positive reinforcement, no matter how crazy shit gets for you. Like, you just got to go with the flow, and, like, it's all going to be okay. Well, I think you know, it's a, you know it's a hit when Lupe Fiasco decides to use the riff and beat for um, The Show Goes On. There you go. I mean, you know you made it then. Used to be one whatever Weird Al covered yourself. I still yourself. hope that at some point we we get to hear what became of the big boy produced Modest Mouse album. Oh, yeah. That I believe they basically just scrapped. But uh, somewhere that stuff exists. Oh, and I want to hear it. It's probably in the studio in Atlanta somewhere. Possibly. Okay. So, your number five, we already got to. It is. So, here's where we are going to do the classic flip flop. Are we going to flip flop it right now? You're going to jump to your number four. Flip flop city. Um, okay. So, um, <clears throat> I was definitely going to ask you to just go ahead and read your number four. 
because I wasn't prepared because I have multiple things I could say in regards to the lyrics of, of this one. But I'll go ahead and tell you <clears throat> that the number four thing that I learned from pop music in the 2000s is that you got to put on your brake lights. You're in the city of wonder. It ain't going to play nice. Watch out. You must, just might go under. Better think twice. Your train of thought will be altered. So if you must falter, be wise. You know why, Noah? Because your mind's in Disturbia. Okay. Disturbia off of Good Girl Gone Bad from none other than Rihanna or Rihanna, whatever you want to call her. It's Rihanna. Rihanna. 2008. Good Girl Gone Bad. What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? songs of that album but i love this song <laughs> do you know why i love this song because of you, the movie disturbia no because i used to ride around <laughs> listening to this song right after you and i moved up to columbia by ourselves in our own apartment and i don't know it just has a it has this vibe of like with me i just always relate to that like oh i'm driving around this new city i've never lived in and it's just me and my brother you know i'm in the city of put on your brake lights you're in the city of wonder you know it ain't gonna play nice, you know. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I love this song, and I forget about it all the time. And then it randomly pops up somewhere, and I'm like, "Fuck, Disturbia," because I don't really, not that she's a bad artist. I don't really, really care for a lot of other Rihanna songs. She, okay, sure she's a nice lady, but I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really go for that. I, I, I can't go for that. No can do. No can do. All right. <laughs> okay. Say it isn't so, but yeah. That, yeah, that's the one. What I learned from Hall and Oates. That's the next one we should oh, do. Dude, I could definitely do that episode. Yeah. I haven't heard any of yours that I'm like, oh, come on, man. Other that Fallout Boy was bordering on that. But anyways. Yeah. Okay. So give me your number four. She, she is a, a hard one to approach. Is she a rich girl? Um, <laughs> she I'm sorry. was for a time, a very brief moment in time. My number four, just collectively, is it. It's Miss Amy Winehouse. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, which one though? It's a collective. She know, you know, she knows she's no good, and she's also she's cried thousands of times. But those tears, Gavin, they do in fact dry on their own. Yes. Okay. And then there's there's Valerie. I don't even know oh, how I want to throw that one in there. Well, sometimes I go out buzzing and I look across the water. And I think of all the things What you doing And in my head I paint a picture 
Since I come home, well, my body's been a maggot, and I miss your gender hair and the way you like the daggers. Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? I just mentioned I mean and just her entire output which is pretty much all in the 2000s yeah it's like, all yeah it's all there incredible like I can't do it justice talking do about you it, well but. do you think do you think we don't have an Adele if we don't have an Amy Winehouse do you feel like she maybe cracked the door for like British females and bringing back just that soulful yes. like R&B flavor for sure and I don't think anybody's really like captured that no. sense or even come close but yeah she's somebody who at the height of her popularity, I didn't. I was. I wasn't listening. No. To it, basically, and it's honestly only in the last like five, six years that I've gone back to that stuff and been completely blown away by it. A huge part of that was the documentary from a couple years ago that kind of like reframed her story in my brain. Yeah. Like I always just kind of wrote her off as as an addict and like, oh, she did this to herself, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot more depth there, and it really comes through in the songs more so than I ever noticed because. A lot of these were edited for radio play this is a huge part of it. Yeah. And of course, Rehab is a monster single, but it's one of those cases where I'm like, it's it's probably my least favorite song on the album. And not just because it was the hit, but because they're all phenomenal. But if I was ranking like those tracks, there's just, yeah, yeah. those albums are stacked. They're great, like front to back listens. And that, yeah, that's why I couldn't zero in on one particular song but basically i guess that's what i'm saying is going back and actually like delving into the lyrics is i was like she was like i mean she was laying it all on the table in a very like honest upfront way and it's like everybody just kind of wanted to ignore it because it's like oh these songs are so dope but it's like a lot of them are kind of cries for help in a lot of ways yeah and it's like nobody really paid attention until it was too late so anyways yeah that's a bummer. One. Just, Sorry to bring the room she, down. She just like passed because she just went cold turkey, right? Like she was there wasn't anything in her system. She just alcohol poisoning, if I'm not mistaken, is how she ultimately. I thought it was like she just she quit everything altogether and she just fell apart. I didn't realize she was. I don't. I don't. I knew she passed. I don't. I really honestly look into forget it. they go into detail in the doc, but I think it was something along the lines of she had gone cold turkey, been clean for quite a while, and then she had like a relapse essentially, and like a lot of people do. Apparently, again, same thing with like Philip Seymour Hoffman. You've been out of it for a while and you think you can do stuff at the level that you used to and your body's just like can't no, handle can't. it because yeah. it's it's adjusted back to normalcy. Is she in so, the 27 Club too? Yeah, she is if I'm not mistaken. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully your number uh, your number three will brighten things up maybe? Well, it maybe. I mean, it is it is my only twofer on here. So it kind of goes into your trend of we're just going to throw it all in one. But um, the number three thing... The number three things, if you want to say that, that I learned from uh, 2000s pop is that it just takes some time, little girl. In the middle of the ride, it, everything everything will be all right. And, and that's because the sweetness will not be concerned with me. What a dizzy what, dance. What's the release date on Bleed American? 2001. Okay. For some reason in my we, head, this is a 99 album. I think thought, we've debated we've, this We've before. thought about that because Clarity was 99 and technically was there second 
Oh, this came third. up during yes, yes, sophomores, our, because our this was technically their, episodes, either their third right. or their fourth, and you were like, oh, oh, it's their third, or oh, it was their yeah. So yeah, no, the the middle and the sweetness off of Bleed American, um, a fan, fantastic album and songs. So oh the only reason God. I didn't put them on in here is because I knew you would. Yeah, and yeah, I wanted to spare us some crossover. I appreciate that. I feel like those really like still manage to transcend. The, I still hear like, the middle every now and then on the radio, and it's been yeah what, almost twenty years. Absolutely, and, and but I was just gonna say for the for me those songs still kind of transcend that teen angst era where it's like a lot of those songs you kind of grow out of or you go back to them strictly through nostalgia. But I think those hold up as just like great rock songs. Period. Yeah, and like they also do uh, undoubtedly have a nostalgic place in my heart. But yeah. All of those, and I like some of their later output, but it's it, I for me, it's never it's never been quite as good as as Bleed America. But that's a classic album, as far okay. as I'm concerned. So top to bottom, yeah, from top to bottom, music podcast, have fun. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> where are we at? Where Your we number at? three, brother. My number three. Let me find it here. It is a mishmash. Learn a lot about ladies, you know, in the course of this list. Two thousands a good good era for the ladies yeah. of pop music. But uh, this, this is the queen, as no. far as I'm concerned. You know, I learned about, a lot. What? Was she just in town not too long ago? If she wasn't, I missed it. I'm incredibly upset. Okay, well, who? I don't know if we're talking about the same person. Probably not, now that, now um, that you say that. I learned a lot about one Miss, Missy, Misdemeanor, Ellie. Oh, okay. I was talking about Beyonce. Right. <laughs> okay. No, that's okay. not where I was going. Yeah. Um, Hang on. I'll let you put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. What you got? Well, she is, is worth putting it, it down. She's the hottest round. She's lasting 20 rounds, Gavin. She's also, you know, she's bad mamma jamma. Yeah. Um, she's stunting these hoes or crows, depending on if you listen on the radio or not. And uh, Skirt, did you heard? Is it, that what? My, one, of, one of my favorite lines ever. If you step to her, you'll get burnt like toast. Because she doesn't brag, she mostly boasts. Yes. Yes, she does. Uh, I couldn't narrow it down, so I got Get Your Freak On, of course. Classic. Uh, from Miss E. Dot, dot, dot. So addictive. Uh, and then we also have Gossip Folks, of and course, from uh, 2002. I like Both, Gossip Folks. I, I, I said we were going to talk about Tim Bland a little bit later. 
Justified's great. JT out. Like, is he on Justified? And then the next, yeah, because he did Crimey River, which is on Justified. Yeah. We already did this. Okay. Because yeah, um, I heard she was married to Tim and started to fuck with Trina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're just best friends. I know. Yo, yo, by the way, we got Missy Elliott coming through. That is Missy Elliott. She knows a lot of people. I heard she eat one crack a day. Oh, girl, well, I heard the bitch was married to Tim and started fucking with Trina. Well, I heard the bitch got hit by three zebras and a monkey. I can't stand a bitch nowhere. When I walk up in the peach, I ain't got any speed. I'm a bad member, Jimmy got women, motherfucker, you ain't got to like me. I used to these hoes, need to talk what you know. And stop talking my hoe, I'm sticking and licking, just mad at they chose. I know y'all pull, y'all pull. Y'all job just hanging up close. Step to me, get burnt like toast. Motherfuckers out of your some egos. classic albums together and this is i got i got two more I, spoiler alert my next two that are gonna like firmly confirm this but these songs were massive and you want to talk about crossover appeal this was on like top 40 radio mm-hmm. this was on the hip-hop and r&b stations like it just it was everywhere and i think she's kind of undeniable she's one of those that transcend genre where it's just like fucking like 50 year old women at a tailgate will get down to this song yeah like you know, I mean, I was going 60 to, year old women yeah. will get down to this at a tailgate song. I, I, I was running to Florida this past year and this popped up on something. And uh, Bex was just like, she busted out the entire thing. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I can dig it. It just, the beats are off the charts, her style, her flow, etc., And just so much inventive stuff in the production. Oh yeah. It's just, it's, oh, these songs are so brilliant. And it's like, I kind of, just rediscovered them again like in the last couple years because veronica is a huge fan and we went on a nostalgia trip of like going back through all their stuff so you mentioned you hoped he was going to come up again were were you going nelly Furtado? i was going uh give it to me with the three of them because i've i'll talk about that song later i just want to know um did you did you want to talk about the guy that she always that she recorded with one that i thought was great do you know who i'm talking about okay um well, no, once upon a time in College Park where they live life fast and they scared of dark, there was a little fella by the name of Chris. Nobody paid him any mind. No one gave a shit. No one he could rap. No one left a hand. So he went about his business and, and, com- devote, uh, and developed a plan. Excuse me. Um, made a CD. Then he hit the block. 50,000 sold. $7 a pop. But hold the phone. Three years later, he's, he stepped out the swamp with 10 and a half gators. Now all around the world on the microphone, he leaves the booze smelling like he leaves a booze smelling like Burberry cologne. Right and yes, he does leave the booth, the recording booth. Oh, okay. I thought smelling he said, like Burberry cologne. It's so he's so quick with it that I can't. I mean, he is very quick with it, Mister Chris Ludacris Bridges. You know what you forgot? Otherwise known as Skinny Black. 
Skinny man. Hey, man. Skinny man. Um, did you ever hear Tonight I'm Fucking You with him and Ludacris? With Enrique and Ludacris? I don't believe I have. Oh, you got to listen to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just so direct because it's ridiculous. You know, we're talking about, it's just, I thought it was funny because we're talking about Escape and like how he's so great. And then like in the 2010s, he's like, Tonight I'm Fucking You. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Okay. Um, all um, right. I, yeah, I don't know where, if it fits into our 2009 cutoff or not. I assume it does. But uh, I do love Ludacris's verse on Gucci Mane's remix of Freaky Girl. Oh my God, yes. That's ridiculous. I'll just leave it at that. Go go listen to that verse mm-hmm. if you haven't heard that before. I can't do it justice. Two-piece biscuit and some fries. Straight from, Straight from churches. churches. Your, Your boyfriend's, boyfriend's worthless because Luda goes deep while he barely scratched the surface. If you're looking for a scratch. Yeah, I was just going to leave it at that, but okay. Anyways. Where my my number two? My number two? Yeah, go with your number two because that will jump back. You go. Oh, number I'm two. sorry. No, we flipped. Okay, fine. It. I'll give you we my number two it and reversed it. Let's stick with it. Okay. Well, no, because if we flipped it, then we reversed it. Then we gotta work it because it's worth it, Gavin. All okay, right. just do it. Let me put my <laughs> put my thing down. Flip it. Okay. All right. Um. So this is your number two. This is my number two. Correct. Um. Another later one. Can't really. I don't know really much. Um. I just knew that the thing I learned, the number two thing I learned from pop music is that this time, baby, I'll be bulletproof. self-titled album first album that larue put out won a fucking grammy when does this 2009 okay you got a lot of cuspers Uh, dude i'm trying i mean you know i i i honestly i did not put a lot of stuff on here because everything i was like oh hell yeah we could honestly do a what i learned from 2000s hip-hop because that's all i was listening to like i said i listed three at the beginning of this episode that i didn't put on there because like they were everywhere i mean 50 cent nelly usher little john the east side boys Pete Pablo, all of them. Like, there's just tons of, like, you could do, you tell me you don't like Freak League? You I just did, laughed. I didn't say a word. Uh, you just chuckled. That's all I'm worried about. Anyway. You're just we, saying names that are just, like, dinging in my brain where I'm like, Pete Pablo, that's a person. Yep. Yeah, yep. 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 R. Kelly, dude. The entire- Don't really care to talk about R. Kelly. The, the entire <laughs> summer, I I was working before senior year, trapped in a closet. He was oh, releasing that's, that's one right around two, this year. after that's three. Right. Yeah. All the way up to, like, part 20. Um, but yeah, LaRue, my number two. Um, I love this entire album. It is technically considered like dance electronic, but it did break through because it's got that pop. I mean, it's a poppy song, but the most one of the most poppy songs she's got mm-hmm. on that one. Um, the second album, no radio hits. I think it's big in um, the UK. But for this to be her first album and it to get a Grammy nod and actually win, I thought was really awesome. Because um, I know we've been talking about females and, you know, 
everything that they've brought. So it's interesting to see, like, even as we're ending the decade, we're still at that height of, like, females are pushing forward into where we are now. And bringing yeah. different genres. Exactly. To the table as yeah. Well. yeah. Because I feel like if you don't have her, you don't have maybe some of the more mainstream electronic successes and hits that people have come up with or like, like even, ellie golding's in that same kind of yeah area and then i don't listen to a lot of it but i would imagine a lot of the current like pop princesses are incorporating a lot more like electronic oh, and yeah, dance music, just from stuff i hear like in the background occasionally mm-hmm. but i'm that, that's what i assume like ariana grande and like those types of people sound like i i don't know though yeah i mean even like Katy perry was just on a um calvin harris thing with um pharrell uh catch feels or whatever and that's i mean calvin harris is just a dj yeah so you see where someone you know they they realize okay there's there's a way to explore and get into new genres and still you know make it your own thing Mm -hmm. and i feel like just her voice is amazing um her look is very androgynous you're kind of like what's going on here but uh regardless that whole album the first one is dope i don't know if, if you've ever listened to it all the way through but i think you should um yeah so that was my number two thing i learned Okay. Next time I'll, or excuse me, this time I'll be bulletproof. Okay. All right. My number two, man, I, I may have learned too much at this point. Uh-oh. Because I've been out there, Gavin. Been out there without care, you know? I was out of touch. I gotta be honest with you. I was out of touch. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much. Now, who do you, now, who do you think, who do you, who do you think you are, Noah? I, I'm, I think I'm Noah. But what I need to know, <laughs> Bless Gavin, your soul. Is, does that make me crazy? <laughs> Thanks for playing along. I tried. I was no, that worked out well. Where I'm going? Where are we going with this? Uh, Yeah, crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Arguably, song of the of the decade that we're covering. I think it could be argued. Um, One of the biggest. I I hesitate to even call it a crossover hit because I think it just like it was it was literally everywhere, and it's one of those almost unclassifiable songs. I I don't consider it hip hop. I don't consider it rock and roll. I don't consider it electronic. Like it's just i think it gives yeah a uh, run for its money is that your number one no no i don't know <laughs> it's not on there but i think yeah people might argue that yeah was like the sure thing if you're talking song of the decade yeah i'm just saying it it's up there and it's you da- still dad likes da- it da- there you go dad owns saint elsewhere because <laughs> of this song which i was like great album but not not for not him. for dad not this all is, of them, but you got the this you is, got Gone Daddy Gone, the yeah. Violent Films cover. Um, Go Go Gadget is, Gospel is weird, but still kind of approachable. Like, yeah. there's a lot of great stuff on that album. I but, say, Dad's the same guy who's waiting for the next Lost Lonely Boys album to come out. Oh God, how far is Heaven Gap? Yeah. I have no idea. We haven't figured it out yet. Nope. Okay. Uh, I know it's three thousand miles to Graceland. I don't really have much more to say about it other than you know it's a fantastic song. And obviously catchy as hell. And I think it's going to be with us for like another like 20 decades, probably till the end of time. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of.
definitely still like it's one of those that it pops up in different places and every time you're like is this really necessary here? And then somehow it winds up being able to work. I even like like his slowed down live version they've done. Like Really? I didn't very, know they did that. Very dramatic. Yeah. Almost like theatrical or operatic. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, fantastic song. Had to get it on the list. This is one of those where I'm like, again, I prefaced everything by saying like, oh, necessarily these aren't the best or my favorites. But that when we get to this point, like my top five definitely would probably cross over to a list of favorites or best from this decade so it's back to you for your number two no no that that uh, bulletproof was my number two we Did flipped I miss it one we put my no, thing down we flipped it and reversed it that's right yeah this is how i'm gonna tell you my number one then you're gonna end with your number one you started you're gonna end it for us that's right i appreciate it okay <laughs> <clears throat> the number come on crossover one thing that i learned from 2000s pop music is that you're never going to get it with nothing because nothing's what you got in your head. So stop pretending. I came here to make you dance tonight. <laughs> Guilty Pleasure <laughs> by Cobra fucking Starship. And I don't even read what the fans got to say about me. Oh, no, I can't believe they take it so serious, seriously. I'm so bad, oh, please. Don't talk anymore. Shut your mouth. favorite um, song of the decade and this is the only time where i'm gonna have to argue with you that does this really cross over into being a pop hit it i know it is in our hearts man but it wasn't i don't know if it was on the radio i really i think you're off base with this one at least as a number one pick but luckily you're not gonna have like mom or dad fighting you because they're gonna be like what the hell are these boys even talking about this episode well, they're gonna listen to it and be like oh my god but this is amazing. Oh, God. Listeners, please yell at Gavin that I don't think that one qualifies, even though I love the pick. I love the song. It is a guilty pleasure. It is sir. a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. But it encompasses all that this is because, come on, man, isn't pop music at the at its core a guilty pleasure? Is it something that you wouldn't really claim? Like, it's almost for like some people. Well, like, OK, people. the like the joke on the big I love I love the 80s shows that were running throughout the 2000s was. You know, they would talk about uh, the one song. I want to know what love is, and be like, you in public, you'd be like, oh, whatever, that's a stupid song. But in your car, you'd be like, I want to know what love is. And you would sing it. Same thing with pop music. I would never tell somebody that I'm a slave for you is like, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite songs, or that um, I love everything Kesha's ever put out. And sometimes I go in my car and sing yeah. "We Are Who We Are" or um, and I die young. Actually, as die we've young definitely gotten into, like, there's not a ton of lyrical depth. <laughs> to pop music mm-hmm. we kind of discovered this with 80s brit pop as well it's a little more metaphor in 80s brit pop definitely with punk uh, sorry well, funk we did yes but you know there's a lot of repetition but that's that is pop music it's like just give me the hook just give me the chorus give it to me one more time maybe one more okay maybe one more with like extra drums yeah okay yeah 
That's and it. then take like it fade home. it out. Take it on home. Little yeah. skit. Mm-hmm. Five second skit. Back. Give me another course. Yep. Give me another course. Um, that's how I imagine most of these songs were written. Probably. But you got people mixing it up, and again, hip hop just firmly taken over. Yes. I cannot believe they did not make your list. It's another one where I want to just do a bunch of songs, and we're totally going to talk about a bunch. But biggest thing I learned, Gavin, is that separate is always better when there's feelings. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really want to, but can't stand to see me walk out the This is the other neck and neck. It's the song of the decade. Yeah, man. that honestly, that yeah, I would put that and over crazy. Outcast beautifully begins and kind of doesn't end it necessarily, but Stankonia is a 2000 album, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. And then Speaker Box a little below, just a few years after. Yeah, because Equimini was what? Those are all 90s Equimini and is it Southern Playlist of Cadillac Funky Music. Hold on. Time for research. Yep, Stankonia is a 2000s album. There you go. Excuse me, AT Aliens uh, is also in there as well. Yes. Which, all of those are fantastic, but it's Stankonia that, like, breaks through, well, yeah, wins the you, Grammy. It's Miss Jackson. Like, That's what does it for everybody. <coughs> and then you, you come out with the So Fresh and So Clean after that, and then the next one I remember hearing from, well... B.O.B. actually manages yeah. to become a single, and you've got The Whole World, which I believe is... When was the whole world actually released? Because it's not on Stankonia, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think it's on the next one. It might have been like on a B-side for a single or something in the course of that. But of course, that had a huge video. And then Speaker Box, The Love Below, the double split album. Like, I could go on and on beyond just Hey Ya, but that... I feel like I've seen almost way too many articles at this point. Yeah, the whole world the whole, with, like, the whole world hey, with Killer I, Mike was next the next year in 2001. Yeah. Just on Outcast. It was just called Outcast. I just... I'm sure you've read it as part of some list at some point of misunderstood song lyrics or like you thought this song was about this, but it's actually about this and how it's actually about like the ending of a relationship and the dissolution of it Mm -hmm. set to a super poppy beat. 
And like people seem mystified by that, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, but it's like it took everybody like 10 years to catch up to it for some reason. I don't understand that whole thing. I just feel like I see it on the internet like constantly lately. Like everybody collectively rediscovered it. Mm -hmm. So you got that. Of course, you got the way you move from from big boy side of things back to Andre 3000. She lives in my lap, which I think is kind of like a, a crossover one. Roses, of course, was a crossover. And then, uh, yeah, you could, Happy Valentine's Day, I have a soft spot for. But just so many great songs throughout the decade. And, of course, sadly, a band that I don't know that we'll ever get another proper album from, no matter how much we all may want it. I mean, I, I think they both are well-versed in, like, every other aspect. Because, I mean, I've seen Andre 3000 on tons of other different music uh, genres, different artists. He's been in movies. Big Boy was in the one song I wanted to put on here, but I didn't because I wouldn't. I don't want to say that it's pop, but I feel like it was a big smash hit everywhere. What You Know by T.I. off of King. I feel like that, he had like, you know, Bring Him Out and Rubber Band Man that was like, you know, kind of in the hip hop vein that was maybe radio friendly. But I feel like once... That comes along, ATL comes out, that kind of like kicked him into the stratosphere to where mm-hmm. like you you have a, you know, a, a VH1 show about his life now, you know. But I think King is like one of my favorite albums of I the think entire could have thrown that on here. Yeah. Probably with less controversy than fucking Cobra Starship, but, or Fallout Boy. Well, I'm. That was I'm, a huge song though. I'm not, I can't fault you for the Fallout Boy. Yeah. But I you're going to fault me for guilty pleasure? Have you not just listened to Viva La Cobra? Have you not just put it on and just played not it? Not recently, later? man. You got I'm not to. hating. I'm not hating on it. I still I have fond memories of it. It's but. a great album through and through, I promise you. Okay. Well, but just last kind of thoughts about Outcasts. Um I feel like they really like put the nail in the coffin, if you will, or hammered it home, whatever metaphor you want to use. But for hip hop hitting the mainstream, and again it starts right at the beginning of the decade. Like Stangonia was literally everywhere. Yes. And I feel like we were exposed to them probably in the like Equimini era by um, our not cousin, cousin Sean. Like I remember him listening to them Yeah. prior to Stankonia being a thing. And then I remember like hearing Miss Jackson for the first time at his house, like when we used to hang out over there in yeah. the summers in North Carolina. So for, it's like from that point forward, they were like ever present through most of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then like... Idlewild happened in what, like 06? Yeah, 06 or 07 ish, somewhere in there. Didn't exactly light the world on fire. I still, you know, really enjoy that movie. And that's kind of the last new music we got from them was the soundtrack. And then since then, you know, Big Boys put out a couple records. Andre's guested on a lot of stuff. Uh, This past Valentine's Day put out like his first solo output in quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just. He did a lot of Everybody's good stuff hoping the last for it, or at least album. a reunion tour or something. But yeah. the fact, yeah, the fact that I never got to see them, like, because I definitely well, wasn't what, of age, it, I guess, at any point in that, like, concert going age. You so. give it two more years, and, and Stankonia is at 20 years. I mean, if they're still, you know, got the got the itch, I don't I don't see how a uh, uh, a 20 year anniversary tour would not be out of the works. I mean, yeah. If the police can come back after all that year, all the years, and like not can't stand each other, they come back just for the money to re- to do another tour. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure 
outcasts can get back together and just go perform. Just perform that album. Don't do anything else. Don't do Hey Ya. Don't do, you know, just, <laughs> you want to stay, we're doing, stay, like uh, Yoni's going to do with, um, um, Alopecia. Yeah. Like they're going to do with that. Just play thing going you all the way through. That's all you're getting. No encores, no nothing. You, did you tell me they wouldn't sell Pretty out? Pretty lengthy album. What? It's like 20 tracks. Yeah, no. They you, did all the skits and stuff. Too. Yeah. You, you tell me they wouldn't like sell out. Well, you use the skits as like downtime. Like you just like, they can take a break. It's fall the sure. water or something, you know, <laughs> they're not as young as they used to be. Yeah. They're 20 years I bet older. I'm they both sake. still got it though. I'm sure they I do. I mean, did you hear Andre on Blonde on Frank Ocean's record? Yes. That, that verse in and of itself i'm like dude you don't have to do anything for like the next 10 years like that one song it's like a minute and 30 seconds so i'm like what did you hear so great. um i gotta play you his uh his song off of kid cuddy's last solo album not the one he did with kanye by design i think is the name of it yeah i i'm on it you've heard it i listen to that song like probably twice a week oh okay i didn't yeah, know i that. love that song me too okay great yeah fantastic um while we're just shouting out stuff if you've never seen i think it's fairly recent actually but it's a web series called the verse where like artists talk about their favorite verses from different songs mm-hmm. but big boy is on there talking about uh running up that hill by kate bush no oh, really it's fantastic go watch that i'll send you the link to it maybe i'll drop that on this on the website just because it's one of my favorite little videos i've seen in a while <laughs> so uh yeah yeah that, we did it. Yeah. That's what I learned from 2000s pop. I mean, I'm going to let you do the wrap up and everything. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm saying. You can take care of the business now if you need to. Yeah. I just want to let everybody know if they had issues with our list, let us know. Please, please do. We love feedback. Because no one, no that. one's had an issue since. Because I always say, if you love it, let me know. Because I'm at gingerbeardman with two ends on Instagram. And if you hated it, let Noah know. He's thearchivee at gmail.com and thearchivee Instagram because if you don't like it and you tell me it's, uh, I'm never going to tell network on Instagram so I don't know that there is another archivee but just maybe, to be specific maybe I should get that one and just be like a companion Instagram and it's just like behind the scenes of just us okay you could barely keep up with the Facebook so no, and nobody really nobody's on Facebook that anymore on? okay everybody's on Instagram Twitter LinkedIn Snapchat Yelp Snapchat Zanga, Zanga MySpace Lime, uh Live journal and uh But yes, anyways. Should we get an Archive Tinder profile? <laughs> for okay. for what purposes? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're looking for love and you need to find uh you want to find a lovely podcast to listen to, here's the Archive. Pretty sure everybody on the network is in a committed relationship that I'm aware of. Yep. Pretty okay. much. Anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> we did this. We dipped our toes back in. Okay. The question now becomes what do we do next? Do we keep resurrecting what I learned from? Do you guys like this one? I know people have been going back and listening to the old episodes. Um, I, you know, we're in the room right now. I don't know if this is our best. Maybe it plays better once the songs are in there. Maybe we'll see what happens. Who knows? But uh, my personal favorite still is the country music episode and the '80s Britpop because of the terrible accents in both episodes. Yes, because we did that in the old apartment. Yeah, and we were. Did we record an episode before that? What's that? Did we record one right before we recorded that? Was that our second one of that night, or was that a first? Possibly, it's something like that. That might be what it was. I think it's because we it was the second one. We were very loosey-goosey, for sure. It was late at night. Yeah. We were drinking. It was great. Yes. So, I, I yeah. So, basically, this one probably didn't live up to that. Probably not. Sorry. It's probably terrible. Thanks for sticking around this long. <laughs> should we do more of these, or 
should we do a new long-form artist series? And by long-form, I mean like six episodes, because that's all Gavin gets out of me if he picks something terrible. Well, if we're going to do that, then I technically get one more out of this, then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even let you pick, because you haven't picked at all. Wait, this is the... We did 70s, 80s, 90s, country music. This is the... Okay. Never mind. Yeah. You can't get out of it that easy. So 2010s, theoretically. If you want. Okay. Be whatever you well, want. We'll leave it up to the audience. Whatever anybody wants. Where do we go next on the music arc? Let us know. The arc of e at gmail.com. Again, you can yell at Gavin on Instagram at gingerbeardman with, with two ends. Or on Twitter. Starlord Bro. Is that still a thing? Starlord Bro. Yeah, so yeah. I got Twitter. Yeah. So let us know where you think we should go if you have suggestions. Even if it's somebody that like neither one of us is wholly familiar with and you just want to hear us like tell you what we think about a particular band or yeah, like cat stevens yeah or if you have a suggestion for just a top 10 list we can go back and just kind of do some one-offs for right now oh yeah that'd be good too let us know anyways that's my that's all the housekeeping all I, right. I will say i think this is going up probably on a wednesday or a thursday depending on when we get the edit done but uh you can look forward to a new every town has an elm street on friday That'll be ending fairly soon. And then the Brothers Blanchard will be on to other horror-centric things. And uh, Gavin and I are about to wrap up Rodriguez Revisited. And then we're going to get back on the Bay of Lynch, hopefully. Definitely. And or the movie arc. Start trying to do some regular episodes for that. But we'll definitely have some stuff come October, which of course starts October 1st. Get excited, people. Go back and listen to the episodes from last year. We got a lot of stuff coming your way. Yeah, we're definitely going to start banking. I know we've had like a dead week, essentially. Yeah. But Matt and Pat have kept us going strong on the movie arc. Yeah. So we've we've consistently released at least one podcast. Yes. So if they don't say it on theirs, I'm going to say it on ours. Um, Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Have a happy, safe, great Labor Day. You know, go back, listen to a few episodes. And, you know, maybe Monday morning when you're dealing with the hangover, just send us an email. Let us know what we should do. Oh, and while you're at it, if you want to leave us a little uh, rate and review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Currently holding at five stars. If you want to fuck up that average, you're more than welcome to. But but please please don't. Just have a reason to. Ads. Yes. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna take us down a peg, please lengthy review. Let mm-hmm. us know what we can improve. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Back to you. Did I tell you about how my my senior teller was like, you should sell cars? Have I told you that story? No. Is that how we're wrapping this up? Yeah, no, it's funny. She goes, hey, you should you should sell cars on the weekend. I'm like, what? And she shows me this check this kid got in, and he's like, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars And I said, Wendy, I can't get people to go hit like or review for free. How the fuck am I going to sell cars on the weekend? <laughs> and she started laughing. I was like, you know, it's the truth. Yeah. So, well, with all due respect, we don't mention it enough, like, on mic. I, I feel weird like, doing it, though. I, feel, I know. It's like but asking for money. A lot of people do. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon is coming, though. If anybody wants to donate, we're not asking for your money. But if you would like to, to help us out, that would be cool. But oh. that hasn't launched yet, so ignore any of the stuff about Patreon. Probably Comment. September, maybe. Okay, but what I w- bro, while we're doing this, um, I want to push back. And I want everything for, if you don't mind, brother, the everything for the for October. Can it be sponsored by Second Act Film Festival? Can we make them a sponsor? Sure. Okay. We'll does talk this, about it more often. Does this require money on our part? No, it doesn't. Um, well, then we'll I'm hundred percent on board. Yeah. Um, Second Act is picking up. They're going to pick. Uh, this is not music related at all. 
uh, they did want to bring in a bunch of bands from around here to like record for each film team, but mm-hmm. they're having some trouble with it. But second act's going to be coming up soon. I'm going to either be in it or working on one. Some friends of mine are working on a YouTube series. There's a little bit of money behind it. They pulled together from some uh, ad buyers and some uh, you know people who want to help fund it. So that could be coming soon. I might try and see if we can get us in on that. But uh, we've got a lot of things moving for the rest of the year. We're going to try and finish strong, and we're basically going to enjoy Labor Day. You should, too, and we're going to be back at it from September on through the end of the year, just giving you all that sweet, sweet fucking podcast that you don't really probably want, but you definitely know you need. I don't know. That's weird, isn't it? Go with it. Go with it. You do, yeah. Just get us to the end. We are going to start. <laughs> yes, we are, we are. Yes. So uh, after all is said and done, uh, we did learn a lot from from pop music. There's obviously we could come back here again. Thank you, Noah, for being here in in your room in Charleston in your ho- in your house. Thanks for being here. Thank and, you for uh, having me. <laughs> and so for for the music arc, this has been what I learned from. I have been Gavin, and I have been Noah. And we'll see you in the su- oh, oops, <laughs> you're all discombobulated. Yeah, I am. And we hoped you learned a thing or two. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. We have been the Blanchard that, Brothers, that but we also works. hope you learned a thing or two. Uh, okay. No, that, no, I got you. Is that a new I feel one? you. Okay. Yeah. You want to do it again? Ready? We've been the... <clears throat> Let's do a proper one. Ready? So, for the Arc of E on the Arc of E for <laughs> network, I don't... For the music, excuse me. <clears throat> Restart. <clears throat> Sorry, Nate. So, for the music arc on the Arc of E network, this has been what I learned from. I have been Gavin... And I have been Noah. And we have indeed been the Blanchard Brothers, and we hope you learned something. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want me to say it in unison? I with thought you? you would, but I felt like he's probably not going to, so we'll just leave it at that. Okay. okay. All right, it's rolling. I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy. I was having too much fun.